chapter 1, and then from there we're going to Matthew 6 and Matthew 28. So Romans 1 and Matthew 6 and Matthew 28. And I'm going to give a couple people, just a couple kids, I'm going to have them read some verses for me, just so I don't have to turn there. Riley, would you read Psalm 49, verse 15, when I tell you to, please? And uh, Charity, could you read Hosea 13, 14, when I ask you to, please? And Kira, could you read Habakkuk uh, 2, 9, please? Take your Bibles, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Are you all there? It's a verse that everyone should be well aware of. You should, you, there should be verses in the Bible that you hear, like John 3.16. How many people know John 3.16? Yeah, see, hands going up. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, that means go to hell, but have everlasting life. There's verses you need, that you, just, you should know, and this is one of them. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says this, for I am not ashamed. Say it with me, ready? For I am not ashamed. Now this is very important because it goes on to say of what you're not ashamed of, the gospel of Christ. Look what it's about to say. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone. That what? Believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. And that's how you get delivered from evil, by the power of God. That's what changes a heart, the power of God. That's what changes a mind, the power of God. We need the power of God, amen? The power of God isn't something that you just go and get. It's here right now. It's through those who believe. It's through faith do we enact ourselves into the power of God. And this power is in the gospel. You might ask, what is the gospel? Just think of the gospel as the truth. Think of the gospel as the good news of the truth. Think of the gospel as the good news of the truth about Jesus Christ. It's the gospel, really, and you'll see it in a minute. But Matthew chapter 6, we should another verse we should be very familiar with. And I believe you are, you probably just don't know it yet. Talking about the power, and in Matthew chapter 6, look in verse 13 with me please. It says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Why? For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. We get delivered from evil by the power that is something more powerful than evil. And we get delivered from evil by a powerful, super powerful thing. We just saw the powers in the gospel, the word of God. If you read this with me and start in verse 9, it says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We know that there's power in the name of God. Amen. It says, Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. We know that there's power in the will of God, in the word of God. It says, um, in this earth as it is in heaven, 
Give us this day our daily bread. We know that the word of God is the food of God, the bread of God. Jesus said, man shall not live. You can't live. You can't have life by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. There's many things that are very powerful. As Lisa said, we need to enact our lips from our hearts in the power of the truth of who you are, who God is, what you've been restored to. He says, Give us this day our daily bread, very powerful in the Word of God. And forgive us our debts as we forgive those our debtors. Forgiveness is very powerful. You know, forgiving somebody isn't delivering them, it's delivering you. Forgiving somebody doesn't deliver them, it delivers you. Because unforgiveness has you in a grip, and forgiveness lets you free. Amen? Look what it says. And lead us, I'm sorry, and lead us... Not into temptation. Temptation's powerful. Can I get an amen? Temptations are powerful. Every man and every woman is yielded to temptations in their life. There's only one man that's ever yielded to not temptation. That was Jesus Christ. And he was tempted by the all-powerful, the all-evil, the all-dark, prince of darkness, Satan himself. None of us have ever met Satan, thank God. Satan doesn't care about you, you're peons, we're nothing. Satan is after big fish. He sends his cohorts, his demons, his devils after us. We've felt them. We've experienced them. We've been attacked by them. We would be killed by them if it wasn't for the grace of God and the power of God. We're talking about power today. And it says, and lead us not into temptation. We know temptation's powerful. It says, but deliver us. Deliverance from God is very powerful. Only God can deliver. Only God can take you from the hands of the enemy. It says, from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Matthew chapter 28 tells us something about this power. Matthew 28, and there we're going to Acts 26, and then Ephesians 6. From here we're going to Acts 26 and Ephesians 6. In Acts 20, um, what did I say? I'm sorry. Matthew 20, Matthew, I was ahead of myself. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, look in verse 18 with me, please. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, say it with me, ready? All power is given unto me. Say it. Jesus said, all power is given unto me. All power. There's no power that's not given unto him. Think about that. He's all powerful. All power, all authority is given unto him. And guess who I need to be around? Him. Guess who delivers me? Him. Guess who leads me? Him. Guess who feeds me? Him. Guess who saves me? Him. Guess who strengthens me? Him. Guess who protects me? Him. All power and everything that I need, I get from Him. I don't have to go to anywhere else. And that's I want you to know, where is all power? It's in Him. I want you to think about this. In Acts chapter 26, please turn there with me. Acts 26, this is a very important verse. These are all verses that you should write down. You should jot these verses down so you can go back and read them. I know Heather is a, is a writer. She should already have 26 books written by now, as much as you've written. She writes and writes and writes and writes. Write those verses down so you and your dad can go look at them later. Amen? 
in, in Acts chapter 26, are you there? Here we have the Apostle Paul standing before the, the king, and, and he is uh, being, being, uh, trying to be convicted of doing something wrong, and we know that he didn't do anything wrong. But here he tells us this, that God met him, Christ met him. If you look at me in verse 14, it says, And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. I want you to realize there's messages in all this, and of course I don't have the time, but whenever we're not doing what God says, we're just kicking against the pricks. What does that mean? Hard, pointy thorns. And you're kicking against them thinking you're hurting them, but you're just hurting yourself. And that's what happens to each and every person that is fighting against what God's telling you to do. We're fighting against what you even know is the right thing. You're just hurting yourself. And he goes on to say, look what he says in verse 15. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things which which in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Pay attention, this is the verse. To open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God. The job of the minister, the job of the preacher, the job of the Christian, is that once they've been delivered, to help others get delivered. Once he pulled me out of the miry pit, my hand should always be reaching down to pull others out of the pit. Once I've been enlightened and my eyes have been opened, now I need to help others see the light and follow the light. Because darkness is a very powerful thing. Very powerful. In the beginning was darkness. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. We need to see the light. We need to have our eyes open. We need illumination. Because many of us in this room today are in the power of darkness and yet they don't know it. Despair and depression... Anger, resentment, unforgiveness, bitterness, sadness, sorrow, guilt and shame. All this is very powerful in a person's life. Do you agree? That's the powers of darkness. You've all felt it. You've all experienced it. You may be experiencing it now. And what you need is to be turned from that to the light. Look what it says. To open their eyes. To turn them from darkness to, God, to light. And from the power of Satan unto God. That they, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. And an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. That is in me. That is in me, Jesus said. So he tells us how he delivers them from the power of Satan under the power of God. How? By opening their eyes. By letting them see the light, the truth. He turns them from the power of Satan under the power of God by opening their eyes and then turn them to light. You know what light is? Light is truth. You know what light is? Light is knowledge. 
You know what light is? You know what knowledge and light is? It's Christ. It's God. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is how you turn someone from darkness to light. Through, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to deliver people from darkness, to deliver them from the powers and the enemies of darkness. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. It's the truth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Emmanuel, God, is with us. And He was born in a manger from a virgin. And He walked among us. He lived in Nazareth. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. His name is Jesus. He went to the cross. And God and Him had a covenant that if He would die for all, all who were in Him would live forever. That if He would die for all, that all who were in Him would be delivered from the powers of darkness, from death, despair, and hell, the grave, and Satan would have no longer authority over you. Jesus Christ has victory and power. All you need is Him. It's all you need. Amen? You cannot do it on your own. You can't do anything on your own. I just want to talk to you about the power of Satan real quick. The power of Satan, the power of darkness. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6 verse 12. I'm not going to give verses for all this because I know it's Wednesday night and I knew that we would be long already. Ephesians chapter 6. Look in verse 12 with me please. It tells us, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Are you there? We're, we're fighting not against flesh and blood. Alex, you're not having fights with people. It's not people. It's darkness and evil. And you need protection from that. Jesus is more powerful than anything on earth. Look what it says. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against what? Powers. Against the rulers of darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. We know that the power of Satan is very powerful. We know that we wrestle. Our fight is not against human beings, but against the spiritual influence inside of those human beings. We know that most of our problem is in our heads. Most of our problem is in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits. You're no good. You'll never do it. You're not going to make it. You're going to die. You're going to be a loser. You'll never get married. You'll never have children. You're never going to win. That's all lies of Satan. And he uses that the power to keep you in bondage. But as Lisa said, but God said, but God said, God said. And that's what you need. You need what God said. And your faith enacts the power of God in your life. And then when you put your faith in what God said, God, you please God. Because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For those that come to God must believe that He is. And He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. He'll hide himself sometimes from you. He'll keep himself hidden from you just to see how long it's and what you're up to. See the tenacity. He's seen the drug addicts, how they'll get up early in the morning. They'll lie. They'll crook. They'll, they'll, they'll shame. They'll sell their souls for a hit of drugs. But when it comes to wanting God, they'll ask one tooth measly times and give up. When you want something, you go after it. 
when you really want something, you get it. You'll find a way to get it. You know it, we know it. God knows it. But when you come to God, God help me. Uh, I guess he's not here. You call that faith? Faith is knowing that he is there. Knowing that he hears me. Knowing he wants something from me. You know what he wants? Diligence. He wants you to... God, I'm not leaving until I get... Whoa, that guy's... Give it to him. That's what he wants. That's what Jesus said. He said, when you come to God, ask. Seek. Knock. Don't stop. What are you kidding me? He's got the answers to everything you could ever want. And what do we do? We give up. We lose faith. We lose hope. It's like the guy digging the tunnel. And he's digging for, for like weeks. And he's coming. He's tired. He finally gives up. And he's that far from the goal. That far. And if that's what happens to us. We give up too easily. But in fleshly things, we never give up. If you want drugs, oh, you get drugs. I've done drugs. I know where I've went. Places I would never go. Places I don't want to ever go back to. Just to get a hit of drugs. Alcohol, drugs, women. I know these are women, so not you. But with the, the depths and, and, that guys will go through. And what they'll do for evil. But then the actual power of God. And they give up so quickly. I'll tell you right now. Ephesians 6.12 should be one of your one of your verses that you know. Next, let me give you another thing. You know what else is powerful? Power of the grave. Grave, the grave is very, very powerful. Psalm 49, verse 15. Who did I give that to? Go ahead, Riley, read that for me. Nice and loud in the, in the microphone. But God will Preach redeem... Preach it! Sorry. Power got me. I had to volume up. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. See God will what? But God will redeem my soul. He'll redeem my soul from what? The power of the grave. The power of the grave. Grave is powerful. I don't know anyone ever went to the grave and came back out. There's never been anybody that's ever done it except for Jesus. And a couple people that Jesus told them to come out. And I'm just telling you, the grave, once you're in the grave, that grave's it's got you. Amen? Through the power of the grave is very, very powerful. Hosea 13, 14 says... I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Oh, yeah. Repentance shall be hid from my eyes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to redeem them from the power of the grave. O death, death and the grave, I'm going to be your destruction. I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your pestilence. I'm going to, when God looks down on death and hell and darkness and the grave, no one has power over that. He does. He does. Power of the grave is, is amazing. He says, I'll ransom them from the power of the grave. Amen. How about the power of death? You know anybody can beat that? The Bible even says for all. All are going to die. And after this, the judgment. Amen. The power of death. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Let's turn there, please. Hebrews 2 14. Y'all there? Look at Hebrews 2. It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of, of flesh and blood, he also, talking about Jesus, 
He also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. The power of death is great. Nobody, and I mean no one, can beat death except Jesus Christ. No one, I mean no one can beat the grave except Jesus Christ. No one can beat the powers of Satan, the power of darkness, the principalities, except Jesus Christ. The power of death is very powerful. You know what else is very powerful? power of hell. No one's ever went to hell and come back. No one's ever went to hell, Tony, and said, you know what, I'm getting out of this joint, and got out. Oh, except a man named Jesus. Jesus Christ. What? You mean, wait a minute, you mean to tell me there was a man? Yeah, real man. What's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ho oh, ho, I am not a shame of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That man was so powerful, he faced death and beat it. He faced the grave and beat it. He even went to hell and beat that. He faced Satan face to face and beat him. All the powers that can be, that, that just have us. We had no hope of ever even arm wrestling them. We couldn't kick a, a hair of their, arm, of their leg away. He beat them all. Power of hell, the power of sin. Are you kidding me? Anybody here able to have power over sin? Anybody? You have no idea the depths of sin. We have seen it though. I've seen some of it. Stuff I don't ever want to talk about. Stuff I don't even want to ever think about. That you hear about that people, human beings have done. To babies, to other people, to children, to animals. Animals even. You know what I mean? That's people sometimes get more righteous over an animal dying than a baby. But I understand because animals are innocent. They didn't do anything. What do you think babies are? My point to that is sin is very, very powerful. Very powerful. But guess who's more powerful? Jesus. Kira, could you read that? And, and I might have given you the wrong... It, it might be found in Hosea, but go ahead. Habakkuk 2.9. Woe to him that coveteth an evil covetousness to his house that he may set his nests on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. I'm, okay, could you try it again, but be a little more clear, because I couldn't understand. Woe to him that coveteth an evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. All I can, okay, that he may be delivered from the power of what? Evil. evil. That he may be delivered from the power of what? Evil. There's only one person can deliver you from the power of evil. There's only one person who can deliver you from the power of Satan. There's only one person, Joe, that can deliver you from the power of darkness. There's only one person who can deliver you from the power of the grave. There's only one person who can deliver you from the powers of hell. Amen. There's only one person. His name is Jesus Christ. And I'm not ashamed of His gospel. Uh, he delivered me. He saved me from all that. Amen. He saved me from the power of the devil himself. The devil had me. I couldn't even give up a measly little cigarette. It had me. A piece of this long, wrapped in paper with a filter on the end, was my master. 
It told me when to light it up. It told me when to get my money. It told me to borrow money just to get it. It told me to go to the store and buy it. And that's back when it was $1.50 a pack. What is it now? $8 million? What is it now? 10 bucks a pack? You people are, excuse me, idiots. I can't believe people smoke and pay that. That's insane. That's insane. But I understand you have to serve your master. You have no... I don't know about you, but I serve my master. You can't serve two masters. Who's going to... Who has the power to deliver you? Come on. Say his name. Don't be ashamed. Say his name, Lori. Come on. Scream it loud like you're sneezing. Come on. Jesus. You should hear her sneeze. I love her sneeze. I want to get it on recording and use it for my alarm clock. Amen. Love that sneeze. The power of Jesus' name. Just his name, the devils run. Just his name, the unclean spirits tremble. In Jesus' life, I'm going to talk about these three little things. In his life, why he was alive and walked the earth, he had power in his teaching. We are still learning what he spoke 2,000 years later. We're still living and changing by the words that he spoke 2,000 years later. That's powerful. His word has changed my life. It has delivered me from every power of evil there is. He's turned me from a drunken loser to a saint of God. I may not look like much, but to him he says, that's my son. You might not look like much either, but to him he says, that's my daughter. We are the children of the Most High God. The devil's going to tell you, no, you're not. You're this. The God you, you listen to, darkness or light? Telling you, man, the power of Jesus' name, the power of his life, his teaching, his healing, his delivering, chasing devils when he was alive. You see the power when Jesus was alive, wherever Jesus was, when he walked this earth, no one ever died. People that were dead came back to life. You remember the story when the mother was coming, Jesus was coming into a, t- a town, and coming out of the town was a funeral. And the mother was wailing and crying because her only son was in that coffin. Jesus went over and said, excuse me, touch the coffin, the boy pops up to life. Hi, Mom! Wow. No one died around Jesus. Devils couldn't be in his presence. Devils couldn't be in people's presence when Jesus was there. Death. Why was Jesus afraid of death? Was Jesus afraid of, uh, of the cross? Was Jesus afraid of the Romans? The Jews? The devil? Hell? What was he afraid of? One thing being separated from his father. And that should be our fear. We should be afraid of being separated from the power of Jesus Christ. The presence of the Holy Ghost in our lives. The Holy Spirit of God will never leave you nor forsake you, but your fellowship and his power can be broken. When you sin and you don't confess it, he says, okay, you're on your own, buddy. He does it. That doesn't mean you're not saved. His power and presence. How many people have parents or had parents, amen? And, and just because you weren't with them didn't mean that they weren't your parents, amen? 
But when you walk with God and talk with God, you have His presence. You have His power and His authority. And devils hate your guts. Because you carry around Jesus Christ. You carry around the authority and the light and the knowledge to tell someone about Jesus Christ and give them the gospel. You don't do it. So the devils keep your mouth shut. Why? Because you're embarrassed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God for hallelujah. It's the power of God to save a soul. But yet we are ashamed to hand out a gospel tract. Tony's not. Joe's not. But he was. He's not no more. You've got to be able to have that light in you to know that it's only Satan and his darkness trying to get you to be embarrassed. I'm not ashamed of the power of God. Not only was Jesus power in his name and why he walked this earth, but he has power in his death. Amen. There was great power in Jesus' death. Colossians chapter 1, look over there with me. Colossians chapter 1, going in verse 13. Are you all there with me? Are you bored? You want me to stop talking? Yeah, you better say that. Verse 13. Look what it says. It says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things. And by Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. By Him I say, I love that. He says, by Him, and then He comes back, by Him I say, Look what he says. Whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. The cross reconciled God back to man. The cross reconciled man back to God. The cross set all things straight. Amen. The cross paid for the penalty. The cross paid it all. On that cross and his blood and what he did, he defeated every sin, every dominion, every power on earth. Because all the darkness thought, we got him, we beat him. We killed the Son of God. We win. But yet He had power over all of them. He had all the authority and He defeated Satan and crushed His head on the cross. Woo! That's my Jesus. Amen. Am I ashamed of the cross? No. Am I ashamed of the gospel? No. It's the power of God in me and in you and in the world. But yet we keep our mouths Shut, because darkness is in our minds. We need to be turned from that darkness into the light. You are, you are, you are the children of light, the children of God. 
You have the Holy Ghost in you. You can do all things. Amen. The last thing that He had power, not only in His life, not only in His death on the cross, but in His resurrection. Amen. Look in Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 says this, And having spoiled, that means ripped off and taken all their power, having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. Amen? Think about that. He went into... All right. Death thought he got him. Right? Death was powerful. Right? So what did he do? He went into death. Hell was powerful. Amen? Nobody's ever got... So what did Jesus do? He went into hell. The grave was powerful. Right? No one's ever got... What did he do? He went into the grave. He went in and took its power from him. Now he has all power. He has power over death, power over the grave, power over hell, power over Satan. He's all powerful. And he's my God. He's more than my God. I'm going to give you a secret. Don't tell anybody. He's my best friend. He's, listen, shh, don't let anyone know this. He's my husband. I'm going to marry him. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Because during that wedding, I get his name. I get his authority, just like a marriage. The wife can have nothing, and she can marry the king, and then she becomes the queen. And she is the ruler as well, ruling, reigning with him. That's what the marriage represents, that God is going to marry us. Do you understand? In all titles, in deeds, in declarations, in a New Testament written in blood, I belong to him and he belongs to me. Now I belong to Jesus. Amen. And Jesus belongs to me. Not for just a little while, but for eternity. Hallelujah. See, do you know what you got? You don't even know what you got because the devil's been lying to you. You're never going to make it. Not going to work out. You got to spit the devil's eye. Are you kidding me? He's got no authority and no power over me, Tony. Zero. I belong to Jesus. Amen. The only power he has is the power I let him have. Stop believing his lies. And start walking in the Spirit of God. I'm going to finish with this. The power of God is greater than anything else. The power of His blood. I mean, yeah, we, we have... I mean, His power, the power of Satan is pretty powerful. And the power of the grave. And the power of death. And the power of hell. And the power of sin. And the power of Satan. The power of evil. We know it's powerful. But the power of God is way more powerful. And the power of His blood. How powerful is the blood of Jesus? Has anyone sinned in here? The power of the blood will wash you clean. How powerful is that? So when you call upon His name, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 to 9, He says, if we, if we walk in the light, that he, that, as He is in the light, and we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ the Son cleanses us, Tony, from all, all sin. If we say we have no sin... We make him a liar, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful, and he's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? I'm sorry for going so long, but this stuff just excites and floats my boat. And it floats my boat. Let me finish with this, Tony. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You're already there? Man, you're fast. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We talked about, we started saying the gospel. 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. So what is the gospel very clearly spread out right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 through 4. Chris, uh, Kristen. Kira, could you come up here and play that, that, that you played for the offering just one time as we bow our heads in a moment after we read this? And I appreciate you, Kira. Thank you. Look what it says in verse 1. Moreover, brethren, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. What's your faith in? The gospel. What do you receive when you receive Jesus? The gospel. The truth of your salvation, that Jesus Christ is God's Son. And He came to this earth and He paid it all. Amen? And he died, he suffered, he bled, he was buried, he went to hell, and he beat it all. And he's alive right now, and he wants to give that power to you. How many people want that power? Amen. You know what he said? How you get it? You believe in him and you ask for it. And I don't mean you just say, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> you beg for it. He says, he that hungers and thirsts after it. He that desires it with their heart. I, who wants to go to hell here? Nobody. Who wants to have eternal life with God and have peace? Yeah, it's a gift that God gives. It's something that special, something that holy, something that powerful. Don't take it lightly. You call upon the name of the Lord. For whosoever shall call upon his name shall be saved. Look what it says, verse 2. For by which you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. See, that means believing in here, but not in here. Not making it real in your life. Because real faith can move mountains. Real faith does real things. We need to have real faith. Keep reading and I'll finish. For I delivered unto you, first of all, verse 3, I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. How that Christ, Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. And that He was buried. And that He rose again on the third day, according to the Scriptures. The Gospel is the death burial and resurrection of a man named Jesus Christ. The Son of God came to defeat all the powers of darkness and to enter in a communion with you and give you everlasting eternal life in that power with heads bowed and eyes closed. As the music plays, I'm going to ask you to pray and seek God's face, maybe like you never have before, by faith and calling upon the name of the Lord. The name of Jesus is powerful. It's powerful. Your faith is powerful. Believe with all your heart. Call upon Him. Say, Jesus, save me. Save me, Jesus. Save me from hell. Save me from the grave. Save me from Satan and powers of darkness. Save me from death. Save me from evil. Lead me not into temptation, Lord, but deliver me from evil. Renew my mind. Renew my heart. Fill me with the Holy Spirit of God. Give me the faith that I need to overcome all things. Help me to overcome every obstacle in my life by my faith. Oh God, give me that which I cannot receive on any level but by you. Tell him, say, I believe in you, Jesus. 
I put all my faith in you and you alone. Your blood pays for my sin. Your Holy Spirit gives me eternal life. And he that is in me is greater than he that's in the world. Let me live and walk in your light. Help me, Jesus. Help me to overcome. Save me from depression. Save me from anxiety. Save me from fear and darkness. And I'll come into the light and I'll glorify you and praise you. And I will not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. All you're doing and all you're going to do. Not only in our lives, but in this world. Thank you for heaven. Thank you for the angels. Thank you for the saints in heaven. Thank you for the holy word of God. Thank you for the church. Thank you for my brothers and sisters here tonight. Please bless each one. Fill each one. Protect each person. And give unto us, I pray, the power to overcome tomorrow. In Jesus' name. And all God's people say it.